Hello, welcome back to the Farcom Podcast. Let's talk about the, of course, Demon basketball team continuing their amazing run, knocking off Southern Miss. You have the women's basketball team survive a scare against champion Christian. A couple of football news to go around regarding the Southland Conference and our old friends over in the WAC. Going to talk about that all coming up on the Farcom Podcast. First, a quick word from our sponsor. You know, just mere days after knocking off Stephen F. Austin 102-96 on the road, uh, Demons hosted Southern Miss at Prather Coliseum, come away with 84-82 victory. And the thing I want to start off with, and again, this is just builds upon what we've done by beating Stephen F. Austin, sweeping the Central Arkansas Tournament, beating Illinois State, beating TCU, is if you watch that game, that was the best and most vocal crowd I've seen in Prather Coliseum in quite some time. And whenever you start winning these games, you get that excitement. People are no longer coming just to support you. Now they're coming to see a show. They're coming to see what you're going to do next. They're invested into it. And now the demons come from being a team where you're saying, maybe we'll make our own tournament, where people are starting to realistically say, you know what? There's a good chance this team might actually go dancing this year. And not only that, not be a 16 seed. We might actually be a team that has a chance to maybe pull off a win or two. And that's a great place to be at. Now, I'm not going to go that far and say, start marking your calendars and saving up money for the plane ride to March Madness. Uh, we're not there yet. But uh, our trajectory right now, is, right now, the you know sky's the limit. We are on a tremendous path uh, going forward. Now against Southern Miss, again, with that crowd, they not only showed up, but they were really vocal. And not only that, but the student section, which at times uh, has not had a great showing. Uh, the student section was loud. They were in full force. Good job to all those guys in that one. And the team, the crowd at Northwestern, you know, which is not always the most vocal crowd, was very into the game, was making noise at the right times. It was great to see. And again, those are the things that happen once you build that program and build that excitement. It doesn't matter if you're talking about basketball or football or baseball or softball, soccer, whatever. Once you build that, the crowds get more invested because now they start feeling like, you know what, we're not only watching a team, we're part of something special. You want to be part of that moment and you want to be along for the ride. And you're starting to see people jump onto that bandwagon and say, you know what, we like where this is headed and we want to be a part of that. And that's great to see. And then you look at the game itself, which again, I'm just getting to the game itself right here. Uh, it was phenomenal in every way. It was a very close matchup. In fact, if you look at the stats on it, Bring up real quick, we had 11 ties in the game and 16 lead changes. Uh, that is phenomenal in every conceivable way. That is what you want to see, and that's great, really great. Now, you go into the game itself and play by play here. You know, Demons got up early, <clears throat> four to nothing, good start, you know, a minute and a half in. But Southern Miss climbed back. Southern Miss is a good team. They play solid ball. I was impressed. I like their inside presence. Uh, they would eventually take the lead, go back and forth. They got up 31 to 27 uh, at one point. That was a seven-point lead uh, at that moment. <clears throat> with about five minutes left in the half, Demons would actually come back, retake the lead with 258 left. Southern Miss would come back, 
regained the lead with 106 left on Arnold Moe, had a beautiful layup uh, in there assisted by Austin Crowley. And then to end the half, no time left buzzer beater, uh, DeMarcus Sharp hit one of the best shots you ever see in Prather Coliseum. It was amazing. Gave the Demons a 40-39 lead going into the half. And the importance of that is that you have a solid team. There's momentum shifts left and right. And to snag that momentum shift right before the half, uh, that's big to get to go into halftime with that momentum. Now, the great thing about that is if you watch that first half buzzer beater by DeMarcus Sharp, it is one of the absolute uh, best shots you will see. It was clutch in every way, but we're not talking about it. And if you watch the game, you know exactly why, because it was number five on ESPN. And we'll get to that, but we're not there yet. Second half starts off. I like the way Northwestern was playing. You know, held the lead most of that second half. At one point, you know, we're up by six multiple times uh, going into it. But Southern Miss, as good as they are, they whittle it away, whittle away. And Southern Miss, midway through the second half, finally snapped that momentum. They got up. Uh, took the lead with 10.05 left, would increase it to 4.62 to 58 with 9.36. They would keep the lead for a while. They would whittle away between one and four points. At times, it looked like Southern Miss would have a chance to pull away, but the Demon State put finally would tie the game with 4.17 left on a Reggie Hill three-pointer. And Reggie Hill had a great game, I thought. Demons retake the lead 3.45, and after that, it was just back and forth for the last three minutes. Uh, both teams, it, it was like a prize fight with both teams just hitting, uh, you know, punch after punch, knockout blow after knockout blow. Uh, a and again, you had Isaac Haney doing good uh, down the stretch. I thought he looked tremendous. DeMarcus Sharp, of course, as good as he always is. For Southern Miss, give credit to them. Uh, Felipe Hase, he was tremendous. Uh, Austin Crowley, I have to mention him a lot. I thought his passing was great for Southern Miss. I wasn't too familiar on them, but I think the catalyst for their team is Austin Crowley. He's a great passer and a great three-point shooter. So he's one of those guys that can really change a game really impressed by him and of course it sets up at the end of the game uh, <clears throat> demons you know get a foul you know with 23 seconds left in southern miss to the line uh, deandre pickney hits two free throws to tie the game up at 82 apiece with 23 seconds demons take it down to marcus sharp basically does an iso play it wasn't anything spectacular uh, everyone else cleared off to the other side of the court. He had a one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, the interest on that one was, was he going to try and uh, do a move and get into the lane, draw contact? Instead, he goes to the three-point line. Now, if you watch the Demons of Destiny game, and I looked everywhere for it and could find it, but I believe there was a shot from behind the back angle of the Demons of Destiny went over Iowa. Uh, if you look at that shot with the shot he hit here, it's almost identical uh, and what Southern Miss did, which makes it even more impressive, is they brought a second defender over to block the shot. Uh, they had tremendous uh, coverage on that last shot. DeMarcus Sharp, Sharp hits the three and, you know, I'm sorry, hits the two-pointer. And uh, just a great moment for Northwestern. Buzzer beater, crowd goes nuts. Uh, they, you know, gang up on them, uh, you know, baseline, go up toward the bleachers. Uh, that made ESPN. And then you go on to the aftermath of that, as I said, with ESPN. Uh, with the demons coming in on ESPN, that is just publicity. You cannot uh, shortchange uh, to have that happen. Uh, phenomenal moment for Northwestern. You have a lot of mid-major polls putting us in there. The CBI, you know, all the people that rank mid-major teams. Uh, it really does help Northwestern. And so going forward, uh, these are the things that build a program, things that build interest in a program, and. 
you know, right now, sky's the limit, as I've said, and real excited about everything going on uh, with this team. And you look at the stats overall, um, you know, this team is improving game after game. Uh, the momentum, the pu publicity, the press, not only locally but nationally, it just does well for the school and university as a whole. You know, so congratulations, you know, to the team and what they've accomplished. It really is, uh, you know, it, it can't be understated. It's it's really an amazing journey right now for the Demons. And going into the stats for the game uh, for Northwestern and Southern Miss. Again, you talk about the lead changes, but going into it, you know, overall with the game and Northwestern State led by DeMarcus Sharp with 32 points, uh, 10 rebounds from Jalen Hampton, and of course DeMarcus Sharp five assists. Now when your top scorer is your leading assist man, uh, that also adds to how much of a great game he had. Uh, for Southern Miss, they were led again by Felipe Hasse, 23 points. Uh, DeAndre Pickney, who I thought was really good, had 19. Austin Crowley, I mentioned him before, uh, he had nine points. I was impressed with him. Uh, for the Demons, Sharp, of course, with 32 at 12 or 25, shooting two or three for three-point range. Isaac Haney with 16. Jamonte Black with 15. Reggie Hill, one I was really impressed with. He really stepped up. Uh, he had 13 points of five or 13 shooting. Uh, as a whole, Demons did pretty well. Uh, as a whole, Demons shot 44% from the field, uh, 10 to 25 from three-point range, which is uh, kind of that key for Northwestern. It opens up the lane uh, once you have that shooting. Southern Miss, they shot 54% from the field. That's something a little concerning. You do want to do better on that. Uh, they shot 8 of 17 from three-point range. Uh, but overall, great win for Northwestern State. Going on to the Demon side, uh, Lady Demons had a bit of a scare coming in. They played up against Champion Christian College. A game should have been an easy win. They ended up eking out a 65-60 win over Champion Christian. Uh, a game that was really close at the half. Uh, not what you would have expected and they just seemed to kind of not gel at all it just seemed to be stuck in first gear uh, and, and at halftime you know we were down uh, 40 to 30 uh, not a good showing demons though in the second half kind of turned it on cut the lead down to 52 to 49 in the third and in the fourth ended up outscoring champion christian to take the victory but in the game i just felt like i said just uh, wasn't our night, you know, offensively, especially the first half, defensively out of position. You know, they outscored us 24-12 in the second. Now, in the second half, we outscored them 19-12 in the third and 16-8 in the fourth. But uh, really concerning game just because uh, it just wasn't our best luck. We looked out of sorts at times. Uh, some of our passes just seemed to be kind of uh, lazy passes, for lack of a better term. Didn't have that pop on it you like to see. Uh, it happens. And, you know, going forward, that's something you learn from. Uh, Shelby Rayner led the team with 20 points, 8 of 14 shooting. Candace Paramore had an off night, uh, 12 points, 4.22. And you look at her, and that's kind of mean. Just It was an off night for the Lady Demons. Uh, and i also add, uh, somebody doesn't need to be mentioned, is Jasmine Dixon. She had seven rebounds at really well. Um, should add, though, Candace Paramore did have a double-double with the 12 points and 11 rebounds. Shelby Rayner also had a double-double with 20 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, for the Lady Demons, though, tough shooting night again, 32%. And for us, I believe, to get where we need to get to, we're going to have to get closer to 40% uh, to really play the level I think we are capable of. But 
not too concerned, but it is something to look at. And going uh, looking ahead now, both Demons and Lady Demons will be hosting a double header against UL Monroe. That'll be Saturday with the women team, Lady Demons playing at 1, men's team playing at 3.30. Uh, for both teams, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, look at how good each team is. For the women's side, I think this is going to be the closest we've had uh, to playing a team like uh, a Southland Conference opponent. Uh, the Lady Warhawks come in at 3-4. and four. Uh, they have, they're coming off a win over Champion Christian. They actually beat them on Saturday, 85-54. So they had a much easier time with Champion Christian. Uh, they're pretty much similar to the Lady Demons in the fact that uh, they've been blown out by some Power 5 teams. They've uh, beaten teams that they should have beaten. Uh, their biggest win was over Centenary 103-28, which you can't really read much into that Centenary being a lower division team. But uh, they have some talent on their squad. And I do believe, again, looking at this, this is going to be a good litmus test for uh, the Lady Demons. For the men's side of things, UL Monroe, uh, the men's team, comes in at 3-6 and six overall. Uh, we do have a common opponent in TCU. Of course, we knocked off TCU. TCU uh, defeated UL Monroe 95-60. I wouldn't look into that very much, only because, you know, they're going to see that score. They're going to see our score, and it's easy to overlook opponents. So... This is a team I think can give us a little bit of trouble if we don't come out and play the way we're capable of. Now we play the way we're capable of, I think we have a team that can play well, but you and Moreau, the Warhawks, you know they're going to be up for the game, in-state rival, we've gotten a lot of press, uh, they love nothing more than to kind of take us out of that. And Ed Yo Monroe, the guy you need to look for is a guy named Tariq LaCour. He's a very good player. He's about a 32% three-point shooter. We have another guy, Jamari Blackman, who's also a good three-point shooter. They're not bad from three-point range, 33%, but uh, we'll present a challenge for the Demons going forward. Uh, switching over to football, just to kind of finish off talking about this, UIW got a win in the fir their first game, second round of the FCS playoffs. They knocked off. Furman 41 to 38. A game really I didn't think Incarnate Word played very good at. If you watch the game, uh, they seemed out of step. Uh, and it's weird to say that because if you look at Lindsey Scott, he was 33 of 49, 394 yards, five touchdowns, and two picks. Uh, also had 23 carries from 124. He ran a lot more than he'd like him to. Uh, but overall, I thought they were a much better team. Just made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. Had a pick six early in the game. In fact, two turnovers led to most of their points in the first half. And overall, though, I thought UIW looked like a much better team than Furman. Uh, next, they will be traveling to Sacramento State, the number one team. Uh, Sacramento State is undefeated. Uh, watching them in their game against Richmond, I wasn't horribly impressed by the way they played. They looked susceptible to a lot of things. But when you look at their scores uh, throughout the year, they do have some impressive ones. They beat Montana 31-24, uh, beat Idaho 31-28, beat Portland State really bad. Uh, beat UC Davis, uh, so they have some good wins, you know, slammed Eastern Washington, which struggled this year, uh, but overall, I look at them, and I don't see a team that I think, wow, this is overpowering, it's not like when you look at Sam Houston a couple of years ago, or North Dakota State, where that's a team where you kind of get worried about, in this game, I'll be honest, I expect UIW, if they play the way they're capable of, to win. Uh, the other news uh, going forward uh, that I heard and this was uh, Stephen F. Austin's coach in an interview this past week 
mention that there is some discussion going on about the WAC ASUN, that little conglomeration of teams making that football league, that there's talks about them just jumping and making that league an FBS league. Uh, instead of FCS and it's an interesting thing uh, I do wonder where the bubble eventually burst on this because you look at FBS or FCS your budget has to increase it, you, know, you have more scholarships uh, tr more travel and you know I could see eventually the bubble bursting for somebody not saying it'll burst for them but uh, you know going to FBS with a conference that really won't be that good uh, it's really an interesting scenario now, whether they can get more teams to maybe join the conference that they are FBS remains to be seen, but uh, that would be an interesting thing if it would occur. And I could see eventually with, of course, them announcing a 12-team playoff for FBS football that eventually you're going to see the Bulls go kind of go wayside uh, for the most part. And I could see eventually where you'll have like a playoff for the lower FBS teams, a playoff for the major ones, playoff for FCS. And I could see eventually one day whether you just get rid of the FBF, FCS label in general and just go Division 1A, 1B, 1C or something, uh, you know, in that level. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how the fallout goes. Uh, one thing I am confident to say is the Southland looks to be in really good shape. Uh, one thing I do well want to mention with the Southland Conference is uh, Nichols State. They played Texas Tech today, and if uh, you didn't watch that game, uh, they played Texas Tech to wire led most of the game against the Red Raiders. Red Raiders ended up pulling it out in the end, winning 78-71, to but Nichols were up by 11 at one point. Uh, Red Raiders took the win, and uh, one thing I will mention on that game that I thought that uh, was a big difference maker in that one is Texas Tech shot 46 free throws, Nichols only 17. It reminded me a lot of our game where a lot of the touch calls got called against Nichols, where there was a lot of contact on the other way not getting called, and uh, much like our game, I didn't think, I actually thought in this game Nichols was more aggressive than Texas Tech, but it's one of those things, and Patrick Netherton mentioned it, it's one of those things you do have to overcome. But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. It was a pleasure bringing it to you. Uh, for everybody traveling to the UL Monroe game, hope you have safe travels. Best of luck to UIW as they play in the FCF playoffs. You know, it's always great to see Southland teams do good. And uh, remember, anytime Southland teams do good, it looks good for all of us. You know, right now, UIW making a run, that'll bolster our conference next year. And you look at basketball, what all the great things being happening right now in basketball with Northwestern, with Nichols, uh, with everyone really, Southeastern's doing well. You look at all that overall, and I think it lends the conference in a really good spot. And by having this success, and people can look at other schools that maybe think about moving up, can look at UIW and say, wow, that's the Southland team making that run. They look at Northwestern State upset in TCU, and they think, wow, you know, if we go to that conference, we can do the same thing, and we'll have quality competition and competition people have heard of. And it all just helps that just kind of steamroll. And I'll still say that. You know, Sam Houston moving up and all the things that happened with them is a direct catalyst of their success in football. And had the Demons uh, had the success we were having in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think you would have saw our name uh, mentioned for possible of a team moving up to different conferences. But, uh, you know, that didn't happen. But I like where we're going as a program. I do thank you for listening. Have a great week, as always. You can reach me out. Uh, on Twitter at Falcon Podcast or Falcon Podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, enjoy hearing feedback from everybody. Enjoy talking to everybody. Uh, it really is fun. Uh, all the people from different schools and all the Demon fans. Have a great week. 
Enjoy everything. Stay safe. And as always, Forkham Demons.